This is Art Blog Radio, and hi, I'm Libby. And I'm Roberta. We're here with uh, Stephen and Billy Blaze Defala, and we're in Stephen's studio in Chinatown. They make sculpture, they make drawings, they collaborate, they make music. They have a show at Haverford Gallery that we want to hear about. Cantor Fitzgerald. Right, right. at Cantor Fitzgerald Gallery at Haverford College. Haverford College. On your website, you said, every time we set out to make something, we learn a lot. What did you learn at Haverford College and making the work for that show? A lot. <laughs> yeah, there really was. This was the first time we ever did official uh, site-specific outdoor installations. Um, in a legit way. In a legit way. So, I mean, I guess to even start that out, like there is contractors involved with the, uh, with the chain link rancher for the for the uh, ductwork piece, there had to be a structural engineer. Um, there was drawings. There was talking with uh, fabricators. There was getting uh, American Society of Welder welds originally, but we didn't do any welding. We, it's all bolted. Um, earth anchors and just cr- like all kinds of you know details to the actual frame and install that don't even really have anything to do with the art other than the fact that it's what it sits on. Uh, it's, a, it's a giant fake air handling unit that... Like air conditioning. Air conditioning, thing. air unit on the one end, and you see that feed into the big F, which is made out of HVAC, and then big block letters through F-R-E-S-H, and then out of the end of the H comes a little piece of domestic ductwork that hits a, hits a 90 and then travels up the rest of the building uh, vertical run up to uh, a window in the gallery and you can see it you know go into the gallery which actually brings up the point there is a whole gallery a lot of like one half is pretty much like new drawings and sculptures new small sculptures there's watercolors too which yeah. I'm really really psyched about because I've been making them for about a year and a half but every time I make one I drop it off at the gallery and they sell it so no one ever sees them. It's actually, it's an, I mean, it's great that it's that's wonderful. happening, but no one ever sees them. Like, none of my friends have ever seen these drawings unless they've come over here, but I'm working on them and I never leave the house. So there's four, four new watercolors like that. Uh, so I think it might be helpful for people to know the scale of some of the large constructed pieces that you make because they're huge. Oh, it's 30 feet long. How much does it weigh? I have no idea. The frame probably weighs like... Like five times as much as the rest of it. Yeah, I don't know, a ton and a half, maybe two. And then the sculpture itself probably doesn't go over 1,200 pounds. Did you talk a little bit about collaborating with each other? Do you still collaborate with each other? You have separate studios. Um, Yes, we do have separate studios, but uh, that's only because I can't weld here. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> and it has to stay clean thing. here. <laughs> yeah, this is a clean a clean space, and his studio is not a clean space. I still have pigeons pooping. Um, yeah, so okay, actual physical collaboration, not so much. But we still like what you're not what you don't see is the table that separates me and Stephen and both of us on either side, just hashing it out and throwing there's, ideas. Yeah, back there's and like forth. all the editing before anything even gets a possible green light. for like working on it there's a whole back and forth so there's kind of like you have a lot of meetings and 
figure out what things are about, which directions you want to go. Is that a good idea? Is it an iffy idea? Is it definitely a bad idea? Is that just, yeah, right. I'm someone who's likely to be like, you know, let's hold off. Like, even if he's rearing to go and he's ready to do it, I'm the guy who's going to be like, no. Well, and there's, <laughs> that, and there, well there's, there's, there's also stuff that I have as ideas that I don't even, I don't even verbalize them because I know he's going to be like, no way. Like, for instance, the, the Battle of Haverford. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was an idea I had that I, I, didn't even, I didn't even CC him on the email because we, we talked about it. Reenact a battle? We well, yeah. It would, it, would, it would have been a, a fictitious uh, battle. So documentation about a battle? Uh, more just a, a battle. <laughs> and who is going to battle? Oh, well, see, these are the details. These, yeah. are the, <laughs> well, these are the details that I would then bring up and be like, "Now, how like, are all these? What are all the pieces here? We need an outline." Well, we you can you can like go around and recruit. Like I figure, like Clark Park on Saturday mornings, you got all those uh, the Renaissance. Yeah, well, kind not of Renaissance, people. but it's like all the I don't know. I mean, it was a totally harebrained idea. <laughs> so is this Big Brother Little Brother stuff? No, it's less that and more. More like I'm probably a lot more patient than Billy. I take things apart and I way shoot more holes analytical, and stuff. methodical, thorough. Like I kind of see point A, point B, and all this stuff around it that Stephen is flipping over and investigating and looking under. I just see point B and I make a mad dash to point B. As I'm like sprinting across this, you know, plane, he can also be like, "You." Slow down, look on your left, and I'll slow down, and, and he can, I can, you know. You and have so to when be... you go out of balance, I have to just be like, no, this is not happening, yeah. Where this is cut. You have to be careful how you tip the scale in production, because, yeah, you can burn yourself out with, and still have a lot of other things. Yeah, you if you don't cross the finish line, that's no good for anybody. Yeah. So, so. so does this relationship have any relationship to how you were when you were kids and growing up together? Yeah, probably. I mean, like, we've always... We've been playing music together since... I was like eight. Yeah. I was probably a freshman in high school. You compose music too, right? Yeah. I've been... Yeah. I mean, I've been writing like crazy. He... he it took him a couple years after he dropped... Uh, after he stopped playing with Man Man. That's the name of your band, right? That's not my band. Oh. Uh, it, it's the band that I play in. Okay. Well, be careful about whose band it is. Yeah, okay. um, it's somebody else's. Sorry, band. radio. Radio can't see the square, the scare quotes <laughs> on that one. You can say, but no, we we write, we compose, um, we play. After being in a band and touring and albums and stuff like that, it took about four years for music to be a personal endeavor again for me. I was just like straight off the stuff for a long time, which is really tough when you've grown up making it and. It's a. It's for so long been a, a huge creative outlet, yeah. but it's happily back now. I'm like, different story for me. It's it's a it's a fantastic way to uh, be making partial living right now. It actually it, it, it's it's made it made, it's made it possible for me to be in Philly and not have to work uh, a day job. For the most part, this year was a little rough because we were in between albums and we weren't touring as much. But for the most part. It's my livelihood, and it's a really awesome way to make a living and be able to, when you're in Philly and not touring, be able to work on work. Call it. But and the, totally the beginning of this show was kind of, 
it was kind of complicated because we're really gearing up for he's here in philly working on a lot of the catalog stuff and like the beginnings of the building up for the show and i was in omaha recording an album for almost two months and that was pretty difficult there's i quit smoking in there for like a week and uh i couldn't talk to him on the phone (laughs) It's not even that. Like, I didn't even bother like, calling. You'd be like, hey, Bill, what's up? I'd be like, what? <laughs> you just start screaming at me. And how's that going now? <laughs> oh, I'm smoking. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, in the middle of a big, big, big show like that, this. that's not the time to be like, get healthy. I got right? sick. Like, I got like, a, like the singer, he had like some kind of bug and he gave it to everybody. I got it. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit smoking. So, Stephen, do you have a day job? Uh, I work at Silicon Gallery. I served coffee for years and years and years and years, and finally last year stopped doing that. We're both teaching at PAFA. How do you like that? That's cool. That's great. Yeah. Is it grad students or undergrad? Undergrad. Oh, undergrad. And that's where you went to school? Mm-hmm. So PAFA has this reputation for being very rear guard in terms of the way that they teach and what they teach, but you two um, are hardly your guard, you know. You guys are both doing work. Oh, we're teaching figure figure sculpture. Yeah, it's no, great. Head structure um, and uh, and portraiture. And no, that that part is definitely that's definitely part of Pafa. That's their history. That's what's. Uh, what are you doing? Sorry, it's hurting my. I just I had. He, he's taking out about five pounds of nuts and bolts that and were sitting in his butts. back pocket. They're stabbing my butt cheeks. Sorry. All right, you ready? Yeah. You ready to go? <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, PAFA, traditional. Yeah. It's good because having gone through the program there, they kind of hammer a bunch of things into you and you don't forget them. They're really useful tools. Did you grow up doing puppet shows in a garage or something theatrical? Because there's also a theatrical streak that runs through your work. We didn't do puppet shows, did we? Oh, we would do. We would totally uh, play out Miami Vice. I was always tubs. Yeah, we would. Yeah, I mean, there were lots of things. No, we made things out of cardboard. We made yeah. sets. We made costumes. We made forts. And like mm-hmm. one of the one of the cool things to do in the backyard was take chain link fence and drop it between the biggest branches in the tree, and then you just have this big net up in the tree. And that was also the jail for if if you were playing a uh, tree tag, which is a Pretty dangerous game in mm. in hindsight <laughs> to think kids about. Play all that often anymore, honestly. You're not allowed to touch the ground, and the chain link is the jail. And otherwise, you're just like scrambling around in a tree. People let you run wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get, yeah. Pretty much. Well, we grew up in a daycare center. My mom ran a daycare center. Mm-hmm. So on the weekends, we would just have. I mean, we had so many friends from the daycare center. And on the, on the weekends, you just have big sleepovers, and you get all the nap stuff, and you can just, like, like the whole place is yours on the weekends, so you can make whatever you want out of every single thing that's there. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get jealous of each other? Well, yes, because he can make things that I can, and he can draw better than I can, and... Um, He's not wearing the jeans that he made, but he makes his own jeans. Oh, you made these. So he made his cut-off jeans that he's wearing. And yeah, no, there's plenty of stuff that I wouldn't say jealous and that that sewing machine right there just got set up. Uh, Our friend Isaac came 
and set that up while I was working on the drawings. It was the biggest tease in the world to like see this machine finally working, and I'm like, I can't touch it. <laughs> I have to finish these drawings. But now, now the drawings are done. The show's up, and I actually make some things, which I'm really, really excited about. No, I'm not really excited about. Only excited for the fact that he's really excited about. You're excited about it. It's exciting. Yeah, look at it. It, it. Actually, no. It looks incredibly exciting. I just, I'm, I'm. I don't have the same level of excitement for as much excitement as you have. It's definitely more exciting for you than it is for me. You know, it's all fantastic. You were very excited about the crazy magnetic drill for. The oh my god! Thing. I got a tool. I borrowed a tool that was so amazing. I, like the frame, it, it had to all be drilled um, and bolted. And there's like there's upwards of like a hundred holes through quarter inch steel, a five eighths diameter that had to be drilled. And if you do it with a hand drill, it'd take you like a week and a half, and you'd have no arms by the end of it, and have gone through like you know a dozen and a half bits because you can't start with a five eighths. You have to start a quarter, step it up three times go to half and then you know it takes a long time to go through all that steel so my landlord when he was working on the trusses and they have these big metal plates and in order to drill through them he had to get this mag drill which is like a mini drill press with an electromagnet on the end you click the switch and it just locks itself to the metal drop it in line you line up where you want your hole you you, you, you magnetize it to the piece of metal and then like in 20 seconds you're through it super super duper awesome Cool. About the drills and stuff, I'm into them. I just need to spend time. About the sewing machines and stuff, I'm into them. I just need to spend some time. You have no intention of spending any time. Dude, I'll tell you what. I totally don't. You're right. <laughs> Art Blog Radio was produced in Philadelphia by theartblog.org. Thanks to the Knight Foundation for supporting this project. And thanks to our editor, Peter Crimmins, for making us sound good and to Eric Biondo for his music. You can download our podcast from the radio page of the art blog.